Talking to God is a privilege. Pastor Ray Bentley says scripture puts it high on our priority list. The Bible says pray without ceasing. You say, well, yeah, okay, that's gotta be a metaphor, right? Well, maybe not. We almost incessantly spend time worrying and being anxious. If, if there's something that bothers you, it's important to Almighty God. If it affects you, He wants to hear about it. Spread Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Electrical outlets in the wall are charged up and waiting to get something done. But we have to plug into the power before anything happens. Well, prayer is similar. The power of God is waiting to help get something done, but we have to plug in. Some encouragement coming your way in that regard today from Pastor Ray. James chapter 5, and we're going to uh, look at verses 16 through 20, talking about the power of prayer. This is our last message in the book of James, and um, really have been blessed by it. Let's begin, I want to go back to verse 13 just to get kind of the flow of this last uh, little paragraph here. He says, is anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. I just want to make this little comment about that. I think that it's important that James says to live in an emotional honesty, an emotional transparency with wherever you happen to be in life. If you're struggling or if you are suffering, if you're afflicted, then you need to pray. That's the right uh, emotional response. It's the right spiritual response is to pray and lift that to the Lord. God, what are you saying to me? What are you trying to teach me? And, and Lord, lead me and guide me. On the other hand, if you're cheerful, sing. And so let your heart uh, just lift up the name of the Lord. God speaks in two languages. He speaks the language of the head, but he simultaneously speaks the language of the heart. Both together bring the whole stereo message of God to us. Now, for some reason, one of the tendencies we have is to get, uh, you know, kind of split as it were, and some people get lost only in their head, and all, you know, their Christian life becomes nothing but knowledge and, and history and doctrine and information. Now, yes, all of those things are great and wonderful and good, but if they, you know, that's not all that we are made in the image of God like. We also have a heart. We have the, this soul. The, the seat of the emotions. And that's where we also need to hear what God is saying and receive it deep into our hearts. The Bible uses many metaphors, you know, taste and see how good the Lord is. To experience God is as important as learning more information about him. And the two together is dynamite. It's powerful and it is explosive. So he says uh, to, you know, if you are suffering, pray. If you are cheerful, sing. In verse 14, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord 
will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Well, so this is the only spiritual prescription given in the the entire Bible for what to do if you are sick. And it says, call for the pastors or the elders of the church and that with hands laid on, with the anointing of oil and the prayer of faith that God's presence is there in a very powerful way. Now in verse 16, here's where we pick up where we left off. He says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. He talks about here two things. One, confessing your uh, trespasses to one another. And then he talks about prayer, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And what I wanna do is first of all talk about prayer. I'm gonna kind of turn this verse around a little bit and just talk about the basic issue of prayer. What difference does prayer make? It makes all the difference in the world. I put a quote in here into your notes. Um, It just has his name, Peter Kreft, I believe it is. He is actually the author and professor of philosophy at Boston College. He also happens to be a believer. And this is what he said about prayer. I strongly suspect that if we saw all the difference the tiniest of our prayers made or make and all the people those little prayers were destined to affect and all the consequences of those prayers down through the centuries, we would be so paralyzed with awe at the power of prayer that we would be unable to get up off our knees for the rest of our lives. Well said. I think that we underestimate and don't understand the genuine power that prayer represents. There is a verse in the Bible that basically says it like this. You have not because you ask not. You didn't ask. Ask that you might receive. And it's very important that, that, uh, you see, now God could do everything without us asking anything, right? He knows everything. Why does he want us to engage in this deal called prayer? And it's very simple. Prayer is a spiritual word for a divine heavenly conversation. In other words, our Father, not just God, but our Father wants a relationship. Just like fathers want relationships with their own family and with their own children. Yes, I'm dad, and you always go to dad when you need something and you're in trouble and you need money and get bailed out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes dad holds back a little bit, not because he doesn't want to give, but hey, talk to me for a minute. What's going on? How are you doing? Where you been? Especially as they you know, grow up and move on. One, so our father in heaven is exactly the same way. I've talked about my dad and I've talked about my mom and Mother's Day. I also have talked about my spiritual heritage on my grandparents' side, uh, going back actually several generations. And by the way, if you don't have that in your background, let the chain begin with you so that future generations will have, there's no better gift that you can give than to begin a godly chain. There's, it's powerful, it's extremely powerful. Well, I remember being a little boy and uh, both my grandmothers were, uh, they were prayer warriors. Uh, And my grandmother Brown had this little plaque 
that I saw when I was a little guy, maybe five, six, seven years old. And you know, you don't really, uh, I don't know, why do I remember this? I don't exactly know why. I just remember I'd walk in and it was just up and it was dark wood and it had these little cut out embossed letters and were painted, it was a simple little sign and all it said was prayer changes things. Now as I grew up and you know, moved on and became an adult and a father and, and uh, the challenges that life can bring, I cannot tell you those times where out of the blue, that little, in a time of stress and trouble and turmoil, that little sign would come up, prayer changes things. And I'd realize, wow, I've just been anxious, I've been nervous, I've been worried, I've been tied up in knots, I've spent so much energy emotionally, and I forgot to pray. Prayer changes things, oh yeah, you know? And so I would be brought back to that place of prayer. Um, the Bible says pray without ceasing. You say, well, yeah, okay, that's gotta be a metaphor, right? Well, maybe not. Um, you know, we as human beings, we almost incessantly spend time worrying, being nervous, and being anxious. How, how many would admit that those things, you know, pop up occasionally in your own heart and life? Well, guess what? If we merely turned our anxieties, our worries, and our nervousness into prayers, we'd be pretty much praying without ceasing, right? And that's what prayer is for. Uh, and, and God wants us to pray. Uh, anything and everything. Uh, I, I do find some people that will say, well, that's not worth bringing to God's attention. You know, he's, big, he's busy, he's got all these things, he's running the universe. No, if, if there's something that bothers you, it's important to Almighty God. He can handle it. If it affects you, he wants to hear about it. Uh, and we have a need to share it. During the fourth century, there was a Syrian Christian. His name at the time was John of Antioch. You know, remember Jerusalem was the beginning place where the gospel, obviously Jesus was risen and the church got started, but from there it was to expand and the real strength and stronghold from there became Antioch. And this guy, they gave him a nickname, a new name uh, in church history, it was called Chrysostom, and which means golden mouthed. Every time this guy opened his mouth, the word came out or prayer came out. Here's what a, an early brother in Christ of ours said about prayer. And I quote, the potency or the power of prayer has subdued the strength of fire. It has bridled the rage of lions, hushed anarchy to rest, extinguished wars, appeased the elements, expelled demons, burst the chains of death, expanded the fates of heaven, assuaged disease, dispelled frauds, rescued cities from destruction, stayed the sun in its course, arrested the progress of the thunderbolt. There is in prayer an all-sufficiency, a treasure undiminished, a mine which is never exhausted, a sky unobscured by clouds, a heaven unruffled by the storm. It is the root, the fountain, and the mother of a thousand blessings. Amen? And yet how little often we take advantage of it. James has been trying to tell us all the way through this little book that all of life 
is to be bathed in prayer. Did you know that prayer is a way of loving people? If you love someone, pray for them. Just mentioning their name when you pray, spiritually, you're no longer here alone upon the earth. But spiritually, we are translated because we're in Christ, in heavenly places, and before the very glassy sea throne of Almighty God. And to bring someone's name that you love and that you care about and just the the energy of your own desire to bring them before your Father and to pray for them and to help them is a powerful, tremendous, supernatural way of loving them. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. Since Pastor Ray's homecoming to heaven, So many listeners have shared comments on what his teachings on Maranatha Radio have meant to them. We love you, Pastor Ray, and we miss you. What a blessing that we were all able to hear and experience God through his passion for the Word and his ability to simplify and make things humorous and fun. I miss his contagious laugh. He had the best laugh. God, please be with his family and friends. At Maranatha Radio, the love and support the Bentley family have received is overwhelming and very much appreciated. If you'd like to express your thoughts and tell us how these messages have impacted your life, would you take just 60 seconds and write an email? Send it to ray at raybentley.com or post it on our homepage at raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. Now, notice the the prayer of the righteous is both powerful and effective. I like this. Notice what he did not say. He did not say the prayer of the super spiritual is effective. Some people think, well, you know, I, you know, yeah, Pastor Ray, you're a pastor or somebody else that you uh, would say, well, they pray, surely God would hear. But me, my prayers, I don't know if they really get through or they're that powerful or whatever. That's not what James said. The prayer of the righteous. You say, well, I'm not that righteous. Well, it's not about you. It's about Jesus and his righteousness. Trust me, we are all in the same boat. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the righteousness we have isn't ours. It's given. It's Christ's righteousness. So to be righteous just means to be in Christ, to be a believer. And if you are a believer in Jesus, when you pray, the Father hears and responds when you pray in the name of his Son. It touches him when we pray in the name of Jesus. And we may exercise this power daily. Now, I am convinced, both of these statements I read about, the power of prayer I believe that that is very true. I literally believe that wars have been stopped, not by policy and dialogue and and all the rest of it, but a small group who prayed in the name of the Lord. Read the book of Daniel along with three friends and the power that these, Daniel is called by the angels, O most beloved of the Lord. Most beloved of the Lord, Daniel. Also the author of the book of Revelation, John is called the beloved. Uh, John the beloved, very precious to the Lord. Why? These, Daniel and John, were both men of prayer. 
And so pray for one another and, and lift up your needs before the Lord and go before him and pray about anything and pray about everything. Now, regarding confession, he starts off this verse in 16 and he says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Now, listen carefully to this. We talked about physical needs and physical sickness coming forward, laying on of hands, anointing with oil, and the prayer of faith will raise up the sick. And he gave kind of a spiritual prescription for that. Now let's go to another area. Now he says, confess your trespasses to one another. Now, our sins, we go obviously to God. We confess our sins to God. They're committed against God. Only God can forgive them. So what does he mean as to confess our trespasses? He's talking about the fact that, to be open and honest, that we are sinners, that we struggle. It means that, that our Father in Heaven likes it when in community and in, and in small groups or with another trusted brother or sister, you open up and say, hey, you know what? I have not been doing very well and I've really been struggling. And here's what I've been going through. And, and, and I've tried to, you know, have a good stiff upper lip and, and it's just tearing me up inside. I, I can't get over it. I have tried. Uh, I've got a root of bitterness and, and I just, I know that it's wrong, but I just can't seem to get breakthrough. Or uh, I'm, I'm upset about something and I've, I've laid it before the Lord again and again and again in my own prayers, but I just keep taking it back. Being vulnerable, being open, being honest in that way, going and saying, brother, would you pray for me? Now listen, when you do that, um, people are not gonna look down on you because the Bible says there's no temptation given but such as is common to all men. Really, I mean, we, one of the mistakes that we make is we have in our own minds this imaginary category of, of people that are above us and sometimes below us. And we grade ourselves on this curve. Well, there's some people better and some people worse. That's not how God sees it. We're all in the same boat. We're all human beings. Whatever you struggle with, whatever you've felt, whatever pressures you've been through, do you realize that by now, millions and billions of people have been exactly where you are? And, and we have now in this generation a slice of just what is common to man going all the way back to the Garden of Eden. So when you open up, there's nothing new under the sun, as it were, but there is something extremely powerful. James says that if, read it again. Uh, he says, confess your trespasses, and, and if we can put it in that context, or your weaknesses, your faults, your struggling, to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Now he's not talking about physical healing. He's talking about breaking through in, an, in a personal way. Uh, and, and so here's another way that we can be healed, another way we can be strengthened. How many times do you have somebody come up and they share with you, and they do, they kind of dump on you and they pour out this big problem. And you go, wow, you know. Well, what do you do with that? Do you go, wow, that's really, I feel sorry for you, and walk away. You go and report it to other people. Hey, so-and-so is going through whatever, you know. That doesn't help. But how often and how helpful would it be somebody in a moment where they, they can't take it and they kind of let out a little bit of honesty and you listen compassionately and then like in just, you know, 30 to 60 seconds, you say, well, let's pray. 
And they go like, really? Yeah, yeah, really. And you don't give them a chance to respond. You put your hand on their shoulder. You say, Lord, I just pray for my brother. He's really going through a tough time. He's worried about his job and, and this promotion or downside, whatever is going on. Lord, I just, we lay it before you and we just thank you that you hear it and you care. In Jesus' name, amen. All of a sudden, he goes, oh, thank you. Well, guess what he's going to be thinking about now? He's been totally absorbed with nothing but his tunnel vision of his problem. And now he's going, wow, that guy prayed for me. That guy kind of listened to me. He cared. Uh, wow, we brought it before the Lord. It gets his mind heavenly. That's a powerfully healing tonic for the human soul. Amen? So that's a very practical thing that we can do virtually, daily as well in our prayers. Confess your trespasses to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. And I remind you that James, the half-brother of our Lord, his nickname 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem was Camel Knees. He was known for how much time he loved to go to the temple and get on his knees and pray. And when you would see James, and, and if you would see his knees, you know, like probably kids saw his knees, and they, wow, mom, look at that guy's knees. It looks like a camel's knees. It was because he spent so much time upon them. And so I think it's very personal to James. The last thing he leaves us with is the power of prayer. And then to close with verses 19 and 20. He says, brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the air of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. You want to talk about the best, most satisfying, effective, fervent prayer to pray? Pray for those whom you know and love who have wandered away to come back. And you know, James, I think, was the example of this. James was a true Israelite, he had wandered away, he had not believed in Jesus, and he came back. And I think it was because of the prayers of those who had loved him, and not the least of which was Jesus. Father, I pray for my brother, James. And James came back to the Lord. And we want to pray our families into God's house and into God's kingdom. Let's bow our heads and let's close in prayer. Father, we just come before you, and I want to pray today for especially any here who have uh, sons or daughters, brothers or sisters, or even moms or dads who have wandered away from the faith or wandered away from you. Father, we pray for them, we love them. We don't want one of them to be lost. We want them to be saved, to know your forgiveness. We want them, Lord, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with the joy of the Lord. And so, Lord, we lift all of them. You know them. You know their names. We lay them before your throne of grace and mercy. May we comfort one another and encourage one another with these words. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Ray Bentley, closing today's study in the book of James. Glad you've joined us today here on Maranatha Radio. Now, today's study is titled, The Power of Prayer. If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at RayBentley.com. That's RayBentley.com.
We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email free of charge. Plus, you'll find other spiritual growth books and resources from Pastor Ray, including his new book called The Final Witness, an eye-opening prophetic fiction novel. So many are enjoying the full five-book series called The Elijah Chronicles. You can, too. And RayBentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also make a donation right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of James. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.